Hello and welcome to the His and Her Boxing Podcast. Alright, I'm laughing because <laughs> apparently I never get the intro right in the first go. And no. Eva's just confessed that she always lets me uh, do a fake one and then hits record. So there you have it. A little peek. <laughs> a little <laughs> peek into the dream factory. It's, not a, it's clearly not a professional lack myself. But no, yes. no, what are you here? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right. Starting now. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the His and Her Boxing Podcast. I'm joined... By Nee Campbell. And what's your name? Lee Costello. Yep, you <laughs> forgot to mention that, but yep, I am Neve Campbell. We have a special episode for you. Dear God, we have a special episode for you this week. We interviewed former Irish European and world amateur boxing champion, now turned professional, Ray Moilet from County Mayo. 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 Hi, Mayo. Hi, Mayo. Um... <laughs> That sounds so disrespectful. <laughs> we, we His, I love their accents, it's as, I, as I tell him at the beginning of this. But yes, Ray is currently pro with 11 wins, one loss and four knockouts. He is the loveliest fella. You may have recently seen him or know him better because he did a challenge last week where he did 1,000, that is one triple zero thousand push-ups in an hour to raise money for the front health line workers in Ireland. And he's managed to raise over 16,000 euro at this stage. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna jump straight in. And here is Ray Moilet. How was my sound? Oh yeah, grand, yeah, Perfect. it's all good. All right, okay, good, okay, cool, cool. All good. Ray, do you know what I meant to ask you, first and foremost? Yes. Do you ever see that show, like we're from Belfast, well, we're from we're from Jerome, but we live in Belfast, but um, have you ever seen that show, Hardy Box? Yes, uh, I've been on it. I've been on an episode a few years back. <laughs> Were you? I see. I never watched the movie, but I was like, the lady, I was like, I wonder is he, or <laughs> is he from that part of Mayo or Hardy Bucks? Yes, I am. I'm literally, I know, I know most of the lads, being honest as well, just as, just from walking around town, you know, and yeah, I would, I know, I know plenty of them. No, I do. I love the accent. That's why I had to ask. <laughs> yeah, no, no, fair play. It's good. It's easy. It's easy to put my name to that because they're good crack and they're good lads yeah um but yeah that's the first thing so we'll plug plug hardy box there um <laughs> and so Ray, first of all congratulations on your thousand push-up challenge thank you very much yeah that that all sparked out of out of just a, a friend of mine telling me denise mack she was telling me um she was going to do a thousand push-ups in a day mm-hmm. and we, we just a normal skype call and we're just telling we're we're, more, we're all trying to pass the time at this in this in this pandemic, and she wanted to do challenge herself, and she said she'd do a thousand push-ups in the day. And when I came home after work, she had them all completed, and I I thought, I wonder could I do this in an hour? And <laughs> I broke it down. I figured out I'd be able to do seventeen um, a minute for fifty-nine minutes, and that again me to a thousand. And I did it here in my own couch or my own sitting room on April 1st and I put it out then and people didn't believe me because of the date it was being April Fool's Day so I got pressured into doing a live challenge but that like it literally came from nothing and the amount of money we I think we're up over 16,000 at the minute from that challenge you know just out of out of just nothing that and it got legs and it grew legs and people got behind it so it's absolutely amazing and people can still donate to this they can. It's actually, I'm closing the link um, at six o'clock on Wednesday evening, Wednesday the 22nd, because I think it's important that these times, that time is obviously of the essence, and it's yeah. important that 
charities, the frontline HSE staff and pay the house, um, get the funds as quick as possible and we can be able to use it from there. Yeah, I love as well how your friend said, you know, could she do it in a day? And, you know, you, some, she goes to Tenerife, you go to Eleven Reef, you're like, I wonder if I can do it in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Like, we're, everything in our house is a challenge. And whether it's who can drink the tea the fastest or who can get up earliest in the morning, well, that's sort of the competition in our house. Now, it is healthy, but it's, uh, so it's not always healthy because we're always challenging each other for who can stand on the head the longest. You know, there's different <laughs> things that always, it seems to always escalate and get out of hand, but thankfully this time other people benefited from it. No, because that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think next time you would try something a bit, I don't know if like squats or lunges or something would be a bit easier or do you think push-ups are your like speciality now? Push-ups are by far nowhere near my speciality. I, I, I don't even remember the last time I did push-ups in a training session. You know, there I done them as a young fella growing up and it's just something I wanted to be able to do in my own sitting room, no equipment and just that everyone could relate to. That's the way I went at it. But I don't think I can go at something again um, along the same lines. You know, I can't go chasing the same people or hitting the same market again. But I was out for a run today. Um, I just went out for my 5K, just a, more or less a stroll. And I came into my head, like I'm deaf to the brush really, because I came into my head, I wonder could I run 100 kilometers mm -hmm. in a day. And that... Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've, I've been running the 5K in 20, 22 minutes, but I know when you add, when you add uh, 20 of them, um, it changes, you know, and they'll get harder and they get longer and you have the 24 hours to do it. I think, I don't know, that came into my head today, so it's, it's very, it's very um, amateur at the minute, but I'm trying to figure out, I wonder, could I do something maybe in, in a couple of weeks of, of some sort of challenge? Obviously not the same format, or maybe something that's quite taxing on the body and challenging. Well, you've just spoken into reality there. Uh, you've heard it here first on the His and Her Boxing <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Ray Millette's going to run uh, 100K in how long did you say? 24 hours. 24 hours. 24 <laughs> hours. You know, please don't quote me on it. I was just, <laughs> that's the stuff that goes through my head when I'm out running. I wonder how can I make the most of what I have and be able to help other people. That's sort of, that's just the mm -hmm. thing, the mindset mm -hmm. I'm in now at the minute. Like, the, obviously, um, being honest with you, the push-up challenge I, I did on April 1st probably did more damage to me than than good. You know, people think, oh, the push-up, you're getting stronger, you're getting better. I probably um, tore more muscles apart um, with that challenge, you know, because it's a marathon on, on your arms, and it's severe. And... When I did it then two weeks later on for the live event, um, I definitely wasn't my full at full fitness. But I didn't know it until I was into the last maybe 15, 10 minutes. And I figured out this, oh my God, I said, my arms are gone here. This didn't happen before. Yeah. And then I didn't even think I was going to finish it at one stage. So it was a, it was a lesson. You know, I'm not at marathons and long distance um uh, competitions or anything like that is completely out of my level and out of my out of my ability so everything is new to me at the minute so I, I learned a lesson I learned it the hard way but I, I've learned it to move forward with definitely but fair play to you because I was watching like I watched the last 20 minutes and 
it was uh, live streamed on Off the Ball, the website, and you can still watch it. You can go back and watch it now for anyone that does want to. But uh, like you sat and you talked to the, the boys afterwards presenting it. Now I was thinking, fair play to him, because if that was me, I'd be like, straight away to be sick. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't I, I wouldn't <laughs> talk for 24 hours. Yeah. After. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to be honest with you, the support that I've, I've received, how could I not talk and be proud of what I've done? Like the push-ups was one thing on the floor. But all the people that tuned in, all the people that donated, all the people that supported me, like, like that, it was very easy to talk after it and be able to thank people and tell people what happened. Like that was, that was nearly the best part of it because, like, without everyone's support, that event wouldn't have happened at all. And thankfully, um, the two charities are going to benefit from it, not from what I done on the floor, but from everyone's donations and support. That's what's going to benefit and move forward. So. You say, how could you talk after? It was very easy talk for me because um, adrenaline was high and just the love. I, I could feel the love. You know, love sends a vibration through and I could feel it here in the sitting room. So I just wanted to give it back. And this is maybe a state in the obvious sort of question, but where, where specifically hurt the most? I know your arms would be sore and stuff, but like your core, your yeah. back, everything must have been given way. Yeah, you're, you're 100% on the ball there. And my core was hurt the most and I never I always say engage your core when you're doing push-ups but I never had uh, never had any aches or pains from from doing push-ups before in my core um, and that was that was worse that was actually worse than my arms um, a little bit in the lower back just literally all across my chest and, and my triceps but the pain I wasn't like pain sore to touch or sore to move I just literally had no power I had no strength I still I'm not up at full strength um, you know, even to hold the remote for the television out in front of me was an effort. It wasn't actually, um, it wasn't actually pain. It's just my body wouldn't do it more so than anything else. Like if someone was to, I don't know, attack me outside, they would have had a field day because I wouldn't be able to defend myself. You know that. Yeah. Like, no matter how much I wanted to do things, my body just wouldn't let me do it. Yeah. It wasn't I couldn't do it because I was in pain. I just my body wouldn't do it. Yeah, it was it was literally working till failure and then working some more. And that's it, like and it you know, the more I look at it, it's not thankfully, like the way I look at it as well, like thankfully there's no fights coming up for a, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Anyway, I wouldn't be able to fight because no matter how much I think I'm doing well and going right, your body it'll take a few months to recover from something like that because it was so taxing and challenging. But Obviously, I don't regret it one bit, and I'm already thinking about another challenge. But it's just we need to be realistic um, and respect your body. You know, um, these top marathon runners, what do they run two to three marathons a year? Because they're they're recovering for for a lot of it. So it's we need to be smart as well, and not just I don't want to just tear my body apart, um, raising money for charity because I won't have anything left for myself then at the end. <laughs> yeah. One of the things as well, Ray, obviously, you know, you've shown that you have that real sort of fight and spirit and mind over body. And I think that's what, to be a boxer, you do need that. But I think it's fair to say that you faced a few more setbacks than maybe a, a lot of professional boxers are used to um, in the last few years. Like your last professional boxing paycheck came uh, at the end of December 2018. And then you were supposed to fight in 2019. Um and you couldn't get over to America because of a visa reason. And then obviously you were meant to fight in March and because of coronavirus, that got postponed. But I think the fact that you're even doing things like this, and I know you've been doing uh, home video workouts for people, uh, 
which is streamed through off the ball as well. So it's it's quite encouraging to see that, you know, even with those setbacks, you're still helping other people and, you know, fighting through it and, and doing things to, to keep yourself occupied as well. Well, that's it. Like this, I definitely have ran through a lot of setbacks over the last two years, as you mentioned. And but I, I couldn't do what I do without people helping me. Um, you know, when I'm in Dublin training, I live with my brother and sister-in-law, Colin and Fiona Navin. They put me up to give me a room whether I need it for five nights a week or two nights a week. It doesn't matter. And that's every week to throw me up there. I wouldn't be able to afford rent. I wouldn't be able to train in Dublin if they weren't there. Um, Charles, out of gym Trishan, he gives, he sponsors me all my food for free um, and looks after me, keeps me on weight. And then Des Ryan of Ryan Structural Steel, he, he's my main sponsor and he looks after any any sort of financial issues that I do need, such as I had to, my visa application cost a, cost a few pounds that I wouldn't have been able to do without him. So when you say I'm going around helping other people and reaching out, that's only because I've received that treatment myself and I'm, I'm currently receiving that treatment myself, you know, people helping me out. Um, and with all the setbacks I have, like boxing is one one part of my life, and it's one part of everyone, any boxer's life. You know, like I've I've uh, I've a great wife here at home, and we are expecting our first baby in June. You know, so that's great news. Um, I started working for um a social. I'm actually social care assistant now. I started working last July. You know, and I'm helping others that way as well. So there's great things happening um in my life. Not in the in the boxing world, but I'm still willing to put everything on the line and stick with the boxing, obviously, because I love it. And if you took mm-hmm. boxing away from me, I wouldn't have an awful lot else to offer either. But it's you know you you just you picked out all the things that went wrong. But when you when you weigh everything up, there's an awful lot of things that went right for me over the last couple of over the last two years as well. The support people have for me, the the respect I get when I walk down the street. Even though I got better in my last fight in Castlebar, um, I'm actually living in Castlebar, so it's even today I was walking down the street and people crossed the road to say hello to me, just for the simple fact they seen me getting up off the canvas, and that 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 sparked something else inside people because they could everyone gets knocked down in life, whether it's in the boxing ring or 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 at work or at home at family, but it's how you respond back to that. I think people can resonate with that and they can link to it. And, I think once you can link with people, I think you'll always have support and you'll always have a backing no matter what you do. So that's the reason my challenge was so successful is because I have the support of, of people and that got behind me. So it's very easy for me to stay boxing. Like I'm, I'm used to training in the gym. I'm used to sparring. I'm used to all that. None of that is new, but it makes it very easy um, to come back after any setback because you know you have support and, and great people around you. You know, so... There is brighter days ahead, and please God, there's more more brighter days than bad days, but you just have to take everything as it comes now, and I, as I said, there's great things happening in my life, but uh, and boxing is just one part of that. Of course, and uh, no doubt the boxing will follow uh, all the success and stuff, but um, you mentioned already that you, that you love boxing, you love the sport, and it's something you've always done. So where, where did that all begin? How did you find boxing? Did you just venture into the gym? Did uh, your parents or a role model or someone that Need you get into it? Or how did it start? Yeah, so I'll bring you back to when 13, 23 years ago. I was going to say 13. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I've moved on. Yeah. Um, 
I was young fella, six or seven, and my brother used to go back to St. Anne's Boxing Club in Westport, um, Richard's his name, and I think I used to just go back mm-hmm. with my father for the spin, um, more or less to get out of the house. Uh, there were seven kids in the house, so I w- and I was the baby, so I think everyone was fed up at that stage. So just to get me out of the house, he used to go back to the spin, and I'd be running around the boxing club. But unknown to myself, I was picking up um, little things. I was able to do things. That, and by the time I got to 11, um, obviously at the 11 to be able to fight, I was way ahead of the pack because I, w- I was three or four years boxing. Um, whereas usually kids start at 9, 10, or only even 11. And so when I came to 11, I started I started winning, became Irish champion. Um, you know, I, I was... Uh, my name was 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 earmarked for a couple of years because I was obviously at the scene a long time, and then as I went through the ranks, people started catching up to me as they do, and then another wave of of Irish titles came for me, and I just stuck at it from there. But it just literally it had it happened by accident. Just I was in the right place at the right time, and I don't remember a time in my life now that I wasn't boxing. So that's how important it is to me, and not only actually physically boxing but the people you meet around boxing other boxers other coaches other families like i can meet anyone in ireland and i they'll ask me where i'm from i'll say i'll ask them where they're from whether they're from kildare cork to anywhere belfast i'll always mention i know someone from nearly every county in the world or in every county in ireland and i always have a link to everyone so like my the, the boxing family is massive and not only, as I said, it's not only the physical aspect of it, it's about the community that you're in and just the sport itself and the great people you're, and the great stories that you, that I'll have to tell. When I'm sitting on a bar stool in 10 years' time, I'll have great stories to tell from a boxing days. That's it, 100%. And we always say, like, because boxing, people think, because it's like an individual solo sport, um, it can be quite lonely, but... That's part of the reason we do this podcast. Boxers have some of the best life stories and inspiring stories like yourself, Ray. And, um, you know, it's just the best sort of community of people to be around. They're always quite, even though they beat each other up, they're always uh, there to help each other out as well. I think you're a good example of that. Well, that's it. You look at any boxer, at the end of every fight, there's a big hug and there's a a, a real embrace and an embracing moment with the boxer and with his coaches because they know how hard it is to do what we do um, and so you some of my best friends are lads that I fought some of the lads that bet me over the years and they're some of my best friends now it never carries through boxing is a sport and we all look at it as a sport you know how hard it is so that's how much you respect the other person that does it the same as you um, like it's be honest with you boxing is it's a poor man's sport <clears throat> it's a working man's sport so Anyone that boxes, nearly they don't they don't have so much of a choice. They have to do it. As in, this is I couldn't have. Let's say, for example, I couldn't have went to school to become a doctor because I obviously didn't have the grades good enough. I couldn't have went um, and and became a musician because I I did, I never played an instrument. I didn't know how to do it. So it's sort of my path was laid out for me, and I'm just your regular Joe down the street that loved training and was very sporty and I just got into boxing and that sort of fell into me like that and any boxer you talk to it's always going to be the same and they're always genuine honest people that just want to work hard for a living and that's 
and that's where you see the goodness and that's why all boxers are you nearless I probably have the same stories of a lot of the other guys you would have done the podcast with but it's just honest people just working hard for a living and everyone can relate to it <clears throat> I know as well like we were talking about there your setbacks and uh, I don't want to focus on the negative but I think it's the, it's always inspiring because you know coming through adversity and things like that but it is important to mention like you already are so so successful and um, you know you've had 11 wins you just had that one loss that last fight and you've won by four knockouts and um, you were also the first Irish person to win in 2008 the world youth amateurs and then you also won the european amateur championships as well so i mean it's fair to say like you're probably arguably one of ireland's if not ireland's best um amateur boxer well like <clears throat> ireland's amateur boxing is 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 top of the pile really and thank you very much for your lovely compliment and yes um i would be regarded as in the i'd be in the top of i don't know 15, 20 maybe. Um, I probably didn't reach my full potential in terms of where I wanted to go. And then in other people's eyes, I probably far, or exceeded my my um, potential. You know, so boxing is a game of, of, of um, inches. You could call it inches. You know, there's some days that you might get the break in the fight that the judges might give it to you, give you the nod. Other days, they might go against you. And there's a lot of luck involved in boxing that I didn't really think about it. When when I was growing up, people used to ask me, you know, why don't you play football and do that? And I said, you know, when you're playing football, like, you're playing with 15 other lads. You are 14 other lads. You're relying on them 14. I said, at least when you're boxing, it's all about you. And then the more I grew up and the more I learned about the sport itself, you're not. It's not about you. It's you're you're in the hands of the judges and the referee. You know. So I thought I was in full control until about ten years ago. So I was ten years boxing, thinking I was in control of everything, and then I figured out I wasn't. So it's just about getting the breaks. You need the breaks and being able to capitalize on them. And then when they don't come, being able to go again. So that's sort of the way it is. But you were saying I'm definitely not. Um, Ireland's top amateur boxer there's, there's, there's unbelievable athletes there some that didn't even get the credit they deserved um, and they've been down the line as well but I'd be I'd take a top 20 all day long uh, if you can put me into that bracket and I'd, I'd sleep well tonight Well who in your opinion was the top or is the top? Um, that's a good question <laughs> in, Okay so let's break it down Katie Taylor, in terms of her skill, her hand speed, everything she's done and the credentials she's won. Um, we'll, so, but I, I don't know, could I put her overall? Overall, she's by far the top of the ladies' bracket. Um, in terms of the men, like amateur boxing is, uh, I don't know, uh, it's very hard to break it down. Um, like Michael Conlon is, is definitely up there. Joe Ward is, is, is an exceptional amateur boxer, or was an exceptional amateur boxer. Kenneth Egan, a, a, a massive credentials as well. Um, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't know. Like Paddy Barnes then is top of the list for probably all the medals. Like, uh, I don't know could I pick one because there are different weights, different styles, different eras. Um, you know, like Kenneth Egan as well, he sort of started off, when I was, when I joined the high performance team, he was, he was the role model in 2008, you know, so I always looked up to him. 
Um, and before him, it was Andy Lee. So like, there's there's massive there's massive names there and big big characters that I don't think I could pick one over the other. Being honest, um, definitely without. I need a piece of paper and I need a couple hours to be able to figure out where I'm at. But off the cuff, uh, I don't I, I don't think I can say who's number one in the males. But Katie by Katie in the females, and if I was to put a bracket over everything, Katie being the top two or three, regardless of male, female, everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of variables to uh, consider for that for sure. Um, but t- talking about you specifically, uh, what's, what sort of style uh, would you say you have? Because um, you were in the amateur game you know, a lot longer than most pros, and then you had a switch. You, know, you made the transition to professional quite late. Did you find that difficult, or did having such a long amateur career uh, benefit you, do you find? Um, my style changed over the years. Um, you know, the scoring system changed as well. When I started off, it was points. Um, uh, computer system, you know, when you punch the three judges had to tap within a second to get the score. And then in, yeah, so and that sort of, and then, so the scores, sometimes the scores were like 35, 27 in some fights. And then over the years, they changed. Some of the fights actually might have ended up 3-1. So the scoring system changed within that same system. So I know it's complicated enough. But in 2008, when I won the World Championships, the scoring system was very low and I adopted a system of the passive defense. You know, I, I actually, I used to have them DVDs here of them fights and I don't even watch them because I don't even like the way I fought. Even though I won the world title and probably my, one of my biggest, um, biggest achievements, I don't like the way I fought, you know? So, and then I changed from that slightly after, um, but I was probably more passive defense and a real a counter puncher and my timing was good and I had good footwork. Um, but when this, when the actual the scoring system changed then to, to like the pro style in 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 the amateurs, um, I probably had to work a little bit harder to try and um, maybe throw more punches throughout the fight. Whereas before, I used to be picking and waiting for the perfect punch, not wasting anything, and then waiting for the perfect punch and then throwing it. Whereas now it's about quantity more so than actual quality. So it's about looking busy, not getting hit, and just punching. Whether you're hitting arms or legs or heads, it doesn't matter. You just need to keep punching and be able to show that. And then when I turn pro, everything relies on power. I can't believe the amount of power um, the, the, that's involved in becoming a professional boxer. Like I'm sparing guys that, uh, that wouldn't be at my level at all, but I can't believe how hard they can hit. You know, so I, number one, you have to... You have to be conditioned to be able to take that power over eight to ten rounds or twelve at some stage, and then you need to be able to you need to be able to throw it to be able to slow people down. You know, like if if you're fighting, you can't dance around. Well, you can if you're if you're Lomachenko or a few of these guys, you can dance around and move around all all night, but not not the style I do it. So definitely trying to sit on punches and being being able to hurt someone and being able to slow them down. Um, it's definitely something I've had to work on. So I have changed my style. I'm not as passive in the defense anymore, and I'm I'm more aggressive, but I'm probably more of a universal fighter now. I don't know if that's good or bad, because I haven't, I haven't won an awful lot since I've changed my style, but I definitely enjoy it more. Um, I enjoy watching myself more, and 
I I think people enjoy watching me fight as well, which at the end of the day, it's about bums on seats. And so if you, the more people you can get supporting you and want to see a fight, I think it's it's, it's for the better. Absolutely. Um, what you just said there uh, in particular is what a lot of amateurs say when they when they turn professional is sitting down on your punches. Can you just explain just a little bit more on that? Like how do you, how is that something you actually work on? Do you do it on the bags and then on the pads and bring it into sparring, or is there specific ways of uh, maneuvering that into your style? Yeah, this is a, number one is being aware of. Mm -hmm. I wasn't aware of the of the actual power that you needed to, mm -hmm. to be a top level pro. And the the first thing obviously was to be, for it to be highlighted. And once it's highlighted, then no matter what you're doing, whether you're on the speedball you're still thinking about power. And once you're thinking about these things, you'll slowly develop develop ways of doing it. But then we've obviously pad work drills that are specific for power, weight training drills that are specific for power. So a heavy load and, and low reps for explosive power. Um, and then just in sparring, you know, trying to, like I've been often, I've often had battles with my coach or trainer, Pecky Collins, because he's telling me to do one thing in the gym, um, whether it's, it's go back onto the ropes or whether it's sit back and let my sparring partner come to me. Whereas I was I was um, on top of the spar when I was doing what I wanted to do. But he was explaining to me to come back, sit back and try and defend myself from there and work on my power, as in trying to, to, to hold them off. And it took a couple of weeks and a lot of... Um, Hot air between the two of us, but not not hot air between him. But it was me that I was being frustrated because I wasn't I did I wasn't able to do what he wanted me to do, and I was I was getting hit in the in the sparring gym. But finally it clicked, and it's the best move I've ever done because I can now fight um, at at range with power because I, I had I I had no choice to do it, and that's the quickest way. Or, or to explain it anyway, but between all the drills you do in the gym, and then um, actually bring it into into your sparring, and because in a fight, um, yeah, it's too late to be trying anything in a fight because you don't know how successful it is or how dangerous it is. So you need to be doing these in the gym, and then only doing what you've mm -hmm. what you've learned in the gym into the fight. Absolutely. And how much would you say uh, your weight? comes into it because obviously in the amateur game you have to wait, make weight so much more often because you're fighting more often and stuff uh, so with a professional game you can you know set the pick a weight and really try to make it uh, over a prolonged camp uh, does that make a difference in power and managing it um it does and i would have mm -hmm. thought i could have made any weight in the professional game because you had that 36 hour window mm -hmm. but um, I didn't realize 36 hours isn't enough to bring you back from from your deathbed, um, especially in terms of being dehydrated. Um, it takes far longer than that to be able to fuel your body again. And I think actually it definitely didn't help me in Castlebar. I was down at my lightest weight in, in over 10 years. And I thought it was grand. I thought it was good. But I don't think I was... I had no punch resistance and I've talked to a few um, experienced people on the matter and they said when I lost so much body fluid that I lost fluid from around my brain and that when I actually got punched uh, in in the fifth round and I got knocked down, 
It's because I didn't have the defense. I didn't have the, the uh, I don't know, the resilience, you know, or the resistance to be able to defend myself from the punch. Um, whereas I've got hit 10 times harder in sparring um, in the middle of camps or at the start of camps, and there's never been any issue. And the punch then that hit me, that dropped me down, it wasn't a big punch. So I was I was very confused about that. But that was because um, I, 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 I'd lost fluid from around my brain in some degree. And then for the rest of my body, it was probably... Was probably fighting um, to keep what it had in because it was it was in shock after making the weight and and draining down nearly two stone. So it's 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 definitely a learning curve, and I think we need to do a bit more research into it mm-hmm. um, moving forward. That we have so much um, like on hand, we have all our electrolytes, we have all our food, and we get it. We can get everything into us instantly, but. I think your body needs time. Time is the only thing that will help you recover. And if you don't have it, I think you're putting yourself in danger. So my next fight then was scheduled for 10 stone, which was um, a stone um, lighter than what I walk around. And that's very manageable. And I think I could hold my power from there. Um, So you're asking me about, do I feel the weight is an issue? Like, it definitely helps to be able to have the 36 hours to be able to, to refuel and do it. But... Once you don't overdo it, once you're not you're not trying to get yourself from the as I said off the deathbed, I think it's great. But I think if you if you take a chance on it and try and get down lower than than what you're meant to do, I don't think 36 hours is enough. Yeah, it's a very thin line. It's something I wanted to ask as well because I know you're like right now, but you beat you actually beat our um say our Ulster's uh, Stephen Donnelly in the Irish Senior Championships, and that was at light welterweight. So. I just find it interesting because usually what amateurs fight in the amateur game, you know, they'll change their weight in the pro game. Not that, that's sort of like my reason around asking that question. So you explained it very well. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Yeah. And I probably, so that was in 2010, if I'm not mistaken. And like that's 10 years ago and I was only a young, you know, so I would have grown, I've put on a bit of muscle mass since then. And I've probably, I've, 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 I've grown into now um, a light welterweight. Whereas, that time it was my first year light welterweight, and I moved up from lightweight. So um, I'm probably I'm bigger I'm bigger man now than what I was um, that time. So it will be harder even to get down past that again. But yeah, there's just there's little there's, as you said there. It's just the it's the fine margins and it's the, it's the thin line that you just need to be very careful about. Yeah, and thank and thank you for talking about that as well. I I find like a lot of boxers they don't want to mention stuff like you know flu in the brain and the dangers and all um i don't know if they think you know if you think about it you know you don't want to bring any fear or anything like that into the ring but uh i think it's something we should talk a lot more about and the dangers of making weight um what 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 do you think i mean should fighters make a stand should they come out and um well i'd be well number one if you're if you you know me long if you know i'm honest and i'll tell you whatever comes through into my head. I won't. I don't try and um, dress up anything and try and sell it for for something else. I'll tell you um, where what's happening, how I feel, and maybe what, uh, even what's my body going through. I always uh, that's just the way it is. But um, yeah, it's obviously you don't want to be talking about negatives and all that. But it's just the truth. Every time you go into the ring, you don't know. You don't know what's what's it coming out of. And if this is a game like it's risk you know, hitting people um, and getting hit is not, it's not what our bodies are meant for or built for. So we take, um, 
we take that chance every time we go into the ring, whether it's a big fight live on Sky Sports or whether it's in the sparring gym, you know. So whether no matter if you talk about it or you don't talk about it, it doesn't take away from the fact that the, that the, um, the risks are still there and it is very real. And we've seen um, people get hurt over the last couple of years. And obviously my heart goes out to them and to their families and everything like that. But it's still... It's. I think it's a, once boxing is is introduced into your, into your, I don't know your computer system in your head and your body reacts to it. I think it's very hard just to walk away. Um. So even though we do try and stay away from the negatives, but we do have to address them and work around them definitely. And um, addressing the positives again. Um, what what does the future hold for you now? Like I know obviously we can't predict anything because we don't know how long lockdown's going to go on and stuff but um i know that you had been wanting to maybe get on to michael collins st patrick's day undercard and then that got pulled as well what would you like the future to hold or what do you think the future does hold for you in terms of your boxing career the other side of this yeah so obviously we all want to be floyd mayweather fighting twice a year in las vegas uh for a couple of million each time <laughs> driving around the prairies you know that's that's the dream one Definitely. day for me, I don't even, I won't be a pro boxer, but I hope to make that money off <laughs> this podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but well, let's be realistic here. You know, there's a lot of pro boxers. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of pro boxers that are better than me. There's a lot of pro boxers that have more than I have. But I have one thing, and that's, that's resilience and it's heart. I'm willing to put everything on the line just to get there. Um, at the end of the day, if I could walk away with a few pounds in my back pocket, um, walk out with all my faculties still in order and with plenty of support from great people, um, which I already have. Um, but not to overshoot the runway or not to uh, not to take this game too far because, as I said, it's dangerous. But but uh, like I've had you like when you mentioned Neve earlier, you said all the things that happened over the last two years. They were all disappointing stories, and I want to be able to when I finish in two years, five years, whatever it is, I want to say I reached my full, I reached my full potential. He, he won the title. He got the few pounds. He, he gave everything to boxing and fair play to him. He deserved that. Rather than saying, if I walked away now because of all them disappointment, disappointments I've had, in two years' time, I'd see lads I fought against or trained with and they're doing well. The regret will kill me and I, I'd have no enjoyment or value on life at all after that. So, it's important that I see this out at the end, whether that gets me um, to a world title, whether it gets me to a house, whether it gets me to a, an Irish title. It doesn't really matter. Or if I, if I lose my next three fights, at least when it's all done and dusted, I can hold my hand up and say, I've seen it out at the end. I gave it everything. It, I got here or it just didn't happen for me. And I'm, I'm content with that. Once I can be content for whatever happens, um, I think that's the result at the end of the day because I've had so many disappointments with, through Olympic qualification and all that and and I had a couple of tough years trying to trying to figure out exactly why all that happened and I had no enjoyment in life at all because I was so worried about other outcomes that, that really don't, that shouldn't have affected me at all but they did. So it's important that I can, can accept everything that happens and take it for what it is and then that I didn't take any shortcut and that I just didn't throw the towel in because things were getting hard. Um, I'll throw the towel in when it's all over, whether that's at the top or the bottom. 
100%. I think that's really inspiring as well. Like, hopefully for, for younger people, younger boxers, and maybe even as well, just more people now that weren't into boxing because you did the press of challenge and stuff, you know, they'll even know you from that. And it, it is just a really inspiring story overall. And um, as well, on a positive note, I meant to say this to you earlier, congratulations on um, your wife being pregnant and everything. And, Thank you very much. Because <laughs> I know as well, um, do you know what you're having, by the way? We don't. We're not sure yet if it's a, if it's a boy or a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just going to say, because I know um, your, your wife, I know, <laughs> your wife is actually uh, a sporting champion as well, so she's an All-Ireland winner with Mayo. She is, yeah, and with her club, Karen Conan. Like, truth be told, she is more All-Ireland than I have, so <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about that much here in this house now. I was going to say, do you have separate trophy rooms or where do we keep all the medals? Is <laughs> yeah, we're actually, we live in a, in a, in a state here in town, we're just renting a house and most of Sharon's stuff is on the mantelpiece and all tied up and all my stuff is actually still out of my mother's house. So I think my mother has more value on all that stuff maybe than I do at the minute. So I'm, I'm willing to leave them there. Well, this is what I was going to say. Your, your child will definitely probably grow up to be a, a sporting hero themselves with a mummy and daddy like that. Well, that's it. Well, we can't, <laughs> we can't count our chickens yet before the hatch. And of course, but, uh, they'll be under a little bit of pressure from the start, whether it's on the football field or boxing or whatever they go at. They'll, uh, they'll, have, they'll have some living up to do, all right. <laughs> well, this is it because, you know, there's that Mayo curse on the... The boys' team that definitely you maybe never heard of it, Ray. This may occur. <laughs> Believe me, we're crying about it every year. We've heard of it. It hasn't affected the girls. Maybe it's extended. Maybe that's what caused the coronavirus. Maybe this was meant to be the men's year or something. And <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing, Ray, we want to do. So we've been doing games with people. Um, oh yeah. A few of the boxers were interviewed. So we're gonna. Is that okay? Can we play a few games with you? And as long as it's not a math quiz or a science quiz, I'll be okay. <laughs> no, we wouldn't know all all boxing crack. I always explain yeah. it really weirdly. I said, yeah. do you want to explain it? Like, the last time you said to Jerome McKenna, this is the game of body parts. Of picking boxers' body parts. Yeah, really if that's creepy. not what the game is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the game is we're trying to, we want you to assemble the perfect boxer. Yes. Um, based on like you know people you fought or just people you respect heroes dead or alive whatever for example uh, the perfect chin or the best chin in boxing is and then you come in <laughs> I don't know probably Karen Frotch we were saying this the other night actually I kind of forgot about him but yes um, if you could have the heart of any boxer you can say yourself by the way as well for any of these <laughs> no I'm going to no I think I if I you're giving me a chance to rebuild everything here. I'm not going to fix myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say Mickey Ward. Oh, yeah. Popular one. Uh, stamina. Oh, stamina. Who can keep going? Um, oh, I don't know. I think, do I'm going to go with on that? No, I don't know. Uh, can I come back to that one? Give me a second. Can I come back to that one? Uh, right hand power. Right hand power, probably Tyson. Yeah, mm. I think I picked him too. He's my favorite. And um, left hand power. Left hook. Who's left hook? Uh, actually, can I? Yeah, can I actually swap the right hand to Andy Lee? His right hook. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to change that because, yeah, I think Tyson is probably too common. Uh, I'm going to go with Angelis right hook, yeah. Fair enough. And then I don't actually want to go Mickey Ward again. His left hook's the body. Yeah. 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 Great shot. And then footwork of any boxer? Uh, probably Lomachenko. I think I think that's actually who everyone. Yeah, I don't think anyone said anything different, including <laughs> ourselves. And uh, boxing IQ. Oh, boxing IQ. Um, well, Lomachenko is definitely there. Yeah, it has to be him. Yeah. Yeah, and then finally, hand speed. Katie Taylor. Yeah, good. I thought you were gonna go for Katie because you'd said earlier as I go, it's gonna come in handy. Yeah. And do you want to go back to stamina? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know who we can pick for stamina. I'm trying you to think. Here, some other think... examples that other people have picked. Yeah, give me a few other examples. Yeah. Um, I think I went for Glovkin. I'm nearly sure. Yeah. Because he just he always comes forward. He looks, you know. I don't think he's ever. Yeah, yeah, he's stamina. very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even Nogarko chose Floyd Mayweather, and his point was he never gets tired, and that's worth thinking about. Yeah. That's because he doesn't get hit. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. That's also true. I, I think I said Ricky Hatton. Yeah, I think oh, I did. And someone definitely said Josh Warrington. Yeah. Yeah, he's good too, definitely. Um, yeah, I think I'm actually going to go with Floyd Mayweather. That's that's. Uh, I like that point. He never he never fatigues. He never gets tired, and he's the same after the first round as he is after the twelfth round. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He may he may just. If you were thinking of Ricky Hatton on a night out, he can. He can <laughs> that. I hear. I would love a night out for Ricky Hatton. That's it. He, he would be the best crack ever. Ricky, not Ricky Hatton. Ricky Fatton. That's when you need to get him. That's the fun, Ricky. <laughs> right, and then Lee, you've got one more game, don't you? Yeah, I just got a, a, a sort of quick fire round. So I need you to empty your head, be sharp, and just yeah. come out with the first that'll thing be, that you think of. That'll be, that'll be very easy. <laughs> Okay, uh, best opponent you've shared a ring with. So that's sparring, amateurs, professional, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jenny, are you losing off? What? Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I thought you... As an <laughs> Olympic champion. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenny, I was like, sorry, I'm going raise his name, yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite sport other than boxing? Oh, uh, probably Gaelic football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thinking that. Uh, pound for pound, best in the world right now is. Uh, I think you'll have to. Or no, John, I'm going to go Lomachenko. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Uh, Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali? Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Uh, Just because of his, uh, I, lo- I love I love boxing style and skill. And I think Mike Tyson just had raw, out now power. Mm-hmm. And it was be two of them were before my time, so I probably don't, I probably didn't appreciate Tyson maybe as much as I would have if I grew up in his era. So just in terms of from what I've seen, I'm going to go with Ali on that. Yeah. Um. Well, you just said they're uh, growing up. So who was your favorite fighter to watch growing up? Um, Marco Antonio Brera. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And uh, if you can change one thing about the sport of boxing, what would it be? I would love if people are, I don't know, if the judging system could be a little bit fairer, yeah. amateur or professional, just in some way, that are just, sometimes it's too, it's too blatant and it's wrong and it's not fair. Um, 
if that could be changed in some way that it could be more secure, I think it'd be far better for the whole sport. Yeah, yeah, because it can be quite subjective. I know what you mean. Like if there's a way to like fully. Yeah, like these, like the judges, um, you're they're going on personal opinion. Um, uh-huh. Let's say if so, and you can't challenge personal opinion. So there's no facts or there's no um, points. You know, it's if see, they pick the winner due to what they see themselves, and everyone sees something different. You know, with Chinese whispers, everything that comes is comes people different. So. I think if that could be like, I don't know, if there could be an electronic system of some sort that I know it's, it's far-fetched, but if mm-hmm. there could be something that could be driven by like actually, actually fact, you know. Yeah. Just a little bit more black and white. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And uh, last question, what advice would you give to your 21 year old self? Yeah. my 21 year old self would tell me where to go if I came giving them advice Um, (laughs) just so when I was young when I was 20, 21 I was in the high performance team for obviously the Irish boxing team we were chasing um, the Olympics and everything and I was a heavy I was a a funded athlete I was on good money no Mm. responsibility no anything and I I abused it. I was I had loads of money in my pocket, and my I I took too many chances. And I done I done too many wrong things with it. And I at at the age of twenty one to twenty five, I I probably didn't do what I should have done in in the boxing. Whether that was training or fighting, um, I didn't really care for anything because I had money in my pocket, and I I had no no responsibilities, and it was dangerous. So. I wish now I had the head that I have on my shoulders now. If I had that at 21 with the opportunities that that were coming my way, um, I would have been I would have been far more um, uh, equipped to, to to be able to 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 move on with my with my career definitely. Yeah. So if I if I could tell them to cop on and to train train harder and Keep out, keep the nightlife at bay until you get to until the boxing's over. Um, I would have been far better off. Yeah. I think everyone would. I think I kind of want to say that to my twenty-one-year-old self, just in general, nothing to do with boxing. Just would you cop yourself on, Neef? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Right. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Not really. Sort of. You you got everything out there. You got everything out of me in terms of where we're at now my whole history in it and and if I was to build the perfect boxer (laughs) everyone asks you that (laughs) Um, no I've never been asked that before uh, I never had to think about them things you know not not off the cuff but yeah it is hard um, it is it really is it is hard because I don't want to say something and then regret it because I didn't think of that boxer. But I think I'm happy enough for my decisions there. Um, I know obviously it's not life or death decisions, but I still <laughs> want to give a good account. I want to give a good account of myself here. Of course, and we'll be tweeting it later, so uh, you know, yeah, you'll yeah. be under people's judgment for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, oh my, that's all right. Thank you so much, and uh, congratulations again on the, on raising all the money and just on on everything so far. Like you're. Your life story is just, it's class, like it's brilliant. You'll definitely have a good uh, biography in years to come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. 
I haven't told you any of the good stories yet. I'm saving them for the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we'll help you write the book. <laughs> we got yeah, the... Well, absolutely. That's the first job for now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Robert. I'm really sorry this went on for, well, this went on a bit longer than I thought it would, but the, it's no been... No at all. I really enjoyed talking to you too. You're very knowledgeable in what you're doing and great fun. Great oh. enjoyment chatting with you. I talk to you all day. Thank Fantastic. you very much. This isn't even our main job, so maybe you saying that people people will pick us up and sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I really enjoy chatting with you. And as I said, you were very knowledgeable in the sport. You had all my background. You had everything. And no matter what, everything came with a smile. I know that. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you very much for for getting me on. I know it's not not much boxing happened at the minute or anything like that so all this support is greatly appreciated and thank you very much well thank you for coming on we really enjoyed that and hopefully we will whenever it's all over the rsa we'd love to come and actually see you fight yeah absolutely yes absolutely when all this is over yeah all, i'm not too bothered about anyone coming to see me fight yet i just want to fight at the minute now yeah, yeah, yeah. no a hundred percent take care of yourself Ray. have a good evening evenly thank you very much bye now bye 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 did you hear that? We're lovely and knowledgeable. I know, usually I only get one of the two. I think he was talking about us individually, as in, <laughs> I'm knowledgeable and you can be lovely. I'm well, going to take that. I hope he heard your intro at the start of that, because he'll probably take it all back. Now. Oh yeah, that's true. That's very true, actually. But yeah, thank you so much, Dre. I genuinely, I'm not even joking, I can't wait to see him fight now. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, really excited. I think I'm just starved of boxing in general at the minute anyway. The sporting events in general, because of all this. Um, but he's definitely right up there in the list of, 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 of fighters that I want to see next. Um, just such an inspirational guy, such an inspirational story. So we're, honest, we're, I mean, so honest. You know, and, and just the whole, no excuses, no holding back. This is just the way it is and I'm going to keep pushing forward and the fact that he's already thinking of new challenges and stuff. Just helping people as well. Like yeah. it's, so, it's so good to have that attitude, that mentality where, you know, you just want to help other people because it's just good good karma and good things will come to him. Good yeah. things will come to me. Just, yeah, such a nice guy. And, and speaking of uh, helping people you can help us by uh, subscribing to your podcast smooth segue thank you, thank you. the professional one and follow <laughs> us on twitter at his and her boxing and of course yeah subscribe follow share comment like tell all your friends um review oh yes give us a good out five star review we're on uh spotify itunes Castbox, and podbean you obviously know one of these because you're listening on at least one yep. but tell all your friends as well even if they don't like boxing because you know what life stories like Rez are I don't think it's just for boxing fans I think yeah no it reaches the masses for sure just such, such good inspirational stories for for anyone yeah that's this story is for anyone who's ever attempted one push up <laughs> you know, I think they will relate to you know the pain and the trauma of it obviously he takes it to a new level but I think we all feel something <laughs> me doing my Katie Taylor workout yesterday I got the 10 press ups and I was like Nave you are a tank <laughs> But yes, thank you so much for listening, guys. And we will see you next time. And stay safe and stay sane. Bye now. Bye.